I've decided my new favorite genre of tweet is people making light fun of their own animals. Like, this is my cat. He's so stupid. Because <laughs> they're always so cute. That's just me and my parents on a daily basis. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I don't have pets. So I have to turn to other places for solace. Yeah. But as soon as I do have a pet, you can guarantee you'll be getting a ton of pictures of that stupid, stupid baby. I I just, I have some excellent photos of Hugo, uh, he, my, my dog, who's a big dum-dum. He's so dumb and so good. Just wanting some food mm. of mine. Wow. You guys can't see the photo. It's worth seeing. Yes. I don't think this cold open's gonna get funny at any point, so, uh... No. <laughs> my name is Heidi, and I found my other ukulele. And I'm Rory. And I got a job. Pretty obsessed with books and movies and music, and every episode we talk about ones we enjoy. Be warned, there are spoilers ahead. I got there. <laughs> We're both kinda dragging our feet, not because we don't love you, podcast people because life is disappointing it's actually pretty good it's just difficult life is on hard mode (laughs) (laughs) i was having a job it's okay it was very busy wednesday night yeah that's (laughs) that's about how it is on wednesday night I was supposed to do some other stuff, and I was like, I'm not. I (laughs) have too much going on. Anyway, we're talking about one of my favorite standalone C.S. Lewis books, because I refuse to acknowledge that it has to be read, like, in the series it's from. And Mm -hmm. it's Out of the Silent Planet by C.S. Lewis. The the rest of the Cosmic Trilogy is fine. It's not like it's bad. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't even think that it's worse, necessarily. It's just like out of the silent planet i'll read it and i have no urge necessarily to read the next two whereas like i'll try to read a narnia and that will backfire spectacularly and i will read all seven every time of course every time read every time you read all right so i'm gonna read the back okay because i have a pretty good one on this guy Yes, this is nothing. Yeah. In the first novel of C.S. Lewis's thrilling science fiction trilogy, Dr. Ransom, a Cambridge academic, is abducted and taken on a spaceship to the red planet of Malacandra, which he knows as Mars. His captors are plotting to plunder the planet's treasures and intend to offer Ransom as a sacrifice to the creatures who live there. Ransom discovers he has come from the silent planet, whose tragic story is known throughout the universe. Hmm. That's a very good premise. Yeah. I love that everyone's like, uh, Earth is... What? You're from Earth? Earth. The silent planet? Uh-huh. And it's like, very quiet one? <laughs> yeah. So, it turns out that Earth is the silent planet because there is something called an Eldiel, uh that kind of rules over the planet. And it's basically like Jupiter, like the person. Mm-hmm. In this case, it's Mars, the person. Um under a different name, but but still. Mm-hmm. And Earth's became so bent and evil that he was cast out of heaven. It's mm-hmm. like it's like a retelling of the fall of man from the perspective of the 
planets that didn't fall and so it's like oh no we bound him to earth like yeah your guy real messed up (laughs) (laughs) so we don't let him off earth anymore (laughs) and like poor dr ransom is trying to explain like what bad people are and the closest word is bent right it's like this is really cool (laughs) like i'm sorry the other the people who brought me here are very bent and so (laughs) i don't think they will think they think that you wanted me as a sacrifice and everyone's like ugh gross ill why would we do that we just wanted to like get to know y'all <laughs> we just like wanted to study you know like say hi scholars beach and well and like what planet are you from like they're like yeah. oh hello welcome to our planet would you like to be a part of a study and they're like they're trying to kill us <laughs> it's like that one movie like planet 51 where the astronaut like steps onto this fully formed planet that's like the aliens are like hu- all human like and just super civilized and all that and like the dude just starts running around and the aliens starts ra- yeah it's like that yep yep my new favorite thing about this or one of my favorite things about this book that i didn't quite get in previous times is like how slowly the elder is trying to talk to the bad guys mm-hmm. like he's very like do you need me to explain this simpler? <laughs> simpler? Like the Malachondrans are are not at all having it and they do not assume that humans are more intelligent and that really pisses yeah. off the humans, which is so cute. Excellent. Like at one point Ransom's like, oh, what's this? Like asking the, yeah. the Sorn who's serving him like what food he's eating. Yeah. And he launches into an explanation of like some animals secrete a protein filled liquid to feed their young and we take that liquid from them. And he's like, I had to like cut him off and explain that I know what cheese is. I'm just asking <laughs> if it's cheese. <laughs> I know what cheese is. I'm just asking, is this cheese? And is it like what animal is yeah. it from? Like goat cheese, cow cheese. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely love the entire description of the ship. Oh, like, the there's ship. so many excellent descriptions. Like, it's insane. Go for it. Let's get some good quotes. Oh, boy. Okay, this is a long one. Let's do it. Yeah, might as well. The Earth's disk was nowhere to be seen. The stars, thick as daisies on an uncut lawn, reigned perpetually with no cloud, no moon, no sunrise to dispute their sway. There were planets of unbelievable majesty and constellations undreamed of. There were celestial sapphires, rubies, emeralds, and pinpricks of burning gold. Far out on the left of the picture hung a comet, tiny and remote, and between all and between behind all far more emphatic and palpable than it showed on earth the undimensioned enigmatic blackness the light trembled they seemed to grow brighter as he looked it's just it the entire description is like wow yeah okay the idea that space is dangerous not because it's empty but because it's too full yeah like you need to be on a planet so you don't die of too much yeah this is my favorite description of the cross, which is the main group of Malachandrans that he spends time with. So there's three sentient kind of earthbound beings on Mars. And then there's the mm-hmm. Eldil who are not bound. Right. But um, 
it was only many days later that Ransom discovered how to deal with these sudden losses of confidence. They arose when the rationality of the cross tempted you to think of it as a man. Then it became abominable, a man seven feet high with a snaky body covered face and all with thick black animal hair and whiskered like a cat. But starting from the other end, you had an animal with everything an animal ought to have. Glossy coat, liquid eye, sweet breath, and whitest teeth. And added to all these, as though paradise had never been lost and earliest dreams were true, the charm of speech and reason. Nothing could be more disgusting than the one impression, nothing more delightful than the other. It all depended on the point of view. And like mm-hmm. later in the postscript, he talks about how like nobody on Mars keeps pets mm-hmm. because they get to enjoy the feeling of something that's like totally unlike them, totally foreign to them. And that's completely rational. And so they're like, yeah. he's like, yeah, on Earth, we have to kind of pretend that our irrational beings are rational yeah. because we want that feeling. Yeah. On Mars, they don't need to want that feeling. They right. have it. And it's adorable. Yeah, no. I, yeah, I love the perspectives and like points of view because um, they really do change it. Like even in the ship, mm-hmm. just like where you are in the ship, it just everything changes because of how the ship is shaped yeah yeah (laughs) like it's just it's crazy but also i have a problem with the ship yeah if they knew that they were going to enter some other atmosphere's gravitational pull why the hell did they make it a sphere like they knew that that that's not like that was that was unexpected problem like no i feel like this was should have been thought of i agree i i suspect now i can't be sure that one c.s lewis is not a man for revisions and therefore didn't change his first idea right and was like "Ooh, a sphere it's like a traveling planet yeah smart the other thing is that like it's going to be a couple days of being miserable and Mm -hmm. a month of being comfortable right is like the idea that like it would be yeah. way easier to take the whole journey and it's fine and you can navigate just fine yeah. with the way that the f- <laughs> the not physics work in yeah. the spaceship. Um, but like when you're entering the planet's pull, it's it seems like it's one of those things where it's like, look, this is gonna be unpleasant no matter how we slice yeah. it. <laughs> so let's make it pleasant for the long part. Yeah, that's my yeah personal how I would rationalize it. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's really interesting the way that this book does a lot of like. You have to know what something is before you can see what something is. That like mm-hmm. he doesn't recognize any of the plants as what yeah. they are. And then when he's like, Oh, I think that's a tree, the whole landscape makes sense. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, so ground, mountain, mountain trees. trees. <laughs> <laughs> ground, valley, mountain, tree. Liquid? <laughs> I think that's water. <laughs> or like water? that that Mars is like dead on the top i love this yeah it's dead on the top but there's these deep martian made ravines yeah that like life can still exist in that's where the atmosphere is all of that and so he's just like oh yeah from earth it doesn't look like anything could be there yeah. but like once you're there you can go into one of the yeah pandromets. it's like yeah yes yes jack i just my favorite part is when the um the hross is like trying to teach him <laughs> what like land is. Yes. Like he just that's the first thing he does after like saying what he is. He just picks up dirt and goes Hondra. So it's Hondra is yeah. dirt. Hondra's dirt. Um 
Hun drama is, is Highland. Hundrama is, is the ravines, ravine like things. lowland, highland, yeah. lowland, and I, I I love it so much. Yeah, no, I just love that, and I love the like him trying to say man because he goes man, <laughs> it's so close to human and so far away. <laughs> man i also love that he's like he was a huge success with the kids and therefore a huge success with the women like the female hadras or cross um i also love that they only mate like once in their life like the cross are not the same type of thing yeah um this is just one of my favorite quotes and how could we endure to live and let time pass if we were always crying for one day or one year to come back if we did not know that every day in a life fills the whole life with expectation and memory and that these are that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea that like our memories only matter because they've passed. Mm-hmm. Going to read a long one. <laughs> Go Ready? A pleasure is full grown only when it is remembered. You are speaking, Pan Haman, as if the pleasure were one thing and the memory another. It is all one thing. The Saroni could say it better than I say it now. Not better than I could say it in a poem. What you call remembering is the last part of the pleasure, as the craw is the last part of the poem. When you and I met, the meeting was over very shortly. It was nothing. Now it is growing something as we remember it. But still we know very little about it. What will it be when I remember it as I lay down to die? What what it makes in me all my days till then, that is the real meeting. The other is only the beginning of it. You say you have poets in your world. Do they not teach you this? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yeah. And what happens to Hyoi? It's like, oh, wow. Yeah. That speech really does yeah. get you right in the gut. Ouch. It's very... Yeah. What happens is tragic and also very uh, human, Yeah. shall I say. I love when he's getting excited about the language. Oh, he's so cute. And he's like, wait, wait. Um, in parentheses it says and noted they have suffix- suffixes as well as prefixes <laughs> he's so I love his little note there's a couple oh about Ransom being a philologist there's two theories on that and they're both good and beautiful uh-huh. the first is that Lewis wanted a profession that it made sense that you could send someone to a foreign place and they would like pick up the language very quickly Yeah. so there's the practical storytelling element but there's also the bet, which you are familiar with. But yes. for any listeners that are not, uh, C.S. Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien were drinking together and they were annoyed that there were not very many stories like the ones they really liked. So Lewis is finally like, well, we're just going to have to write some. So they were like, all right. Or wager, I suppose. It's like, you write one, I'll write the other. We're going to flip a coin to see who writes what. Mm-hmm. Heads is, it's like heads is space travel and tails is time travel. Mm-hmm. Flip a coin, Lewis gets heads. So he has to write a space travel story. Tolkien has to write a time travel story, which eventually, through several abandoned manuscripts over like 20 years, became the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. C.S. Lewis immediately goes home and writes chapter one, in which he has this philologist, which is J.R.R. Tolkien's position, uh, get rained on, have to walk several extra miles, get beat up by a person, get drugged, get dragged through. Like, it's like, he's just messing with Tolkien. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Like. Also, his name is Elwyn, which means elf friend. So, I mean, he's definitely here to screw with Tolkien. Hell yeah. Like, this man seems an awful lot like me, and you're making him get rained on a lot. (laughs) Listen. 
There was an endless night on one side of the ship and an endless day on the other. Each was marvelous, and he moved from one to the other at his will, delighted. In the nights which he could create by turning the handle of a door, he lay for hours in contemplation of the skylight. The love of knowledge is a kind of madness. <laughs> I have that one too. <laughs> Such a good. Yeah. I do really, really love the way that Out of the Silent Planet tries and I think succeeds at like, what would it be like for mort- mortal creatures to not have an inclination toward evil? Yeah. <laughs> like, what would it be like yeah. to not have that voice inside your head? Um, and it's really interesting. Like, that's kind of the the premise of it, is that on Mars, that never happened. Right. And it's so cool to hear Ransom try to explain, like... Evil. <laughs> the ben. evil instinct. It's excellent. I have one last one. He had not known how much it affected him till now. Now that the very name Space seemed a blasphemous libel for this em- um, embryonic ocean of radiance in which they swam... So good at descriptions. Every what the heck up? <laughs> every C.S. Lewis book has amazing descriptions. So, also speaking of C.S. Lewis, I'd like to just get this on tape somewhere, and it seems like a good place. C.S. Lewis has not written any of my like he has not written my favorite book, mm-hmm. but he I think he's my favorite author. Yeah, I I want that distinction to exist somewhere that like you can have a favorite book that isn't by your favorite author. Yeah, because it's about like their overall yeah. work and like basically every C.S. Lewis book you hand me one I'm gonna be happy. It's like ACT composite ACT bingo subject. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is kind of a co-reading I would love to do. Okay, that is gonna be two characters basically and it's the really terrible person that thought he could kill ransom by bringing him to mars and ransom who was trying to translate to the eldial what the whole point behind this thing was it's very good so rory will be reading the part of weston and i'll be reading ransom to you i may seem a vulgar vulgar robber but i bear on my shoulders the destiny of the human race your tribal life with its Stone Age weapons and beehive huts, its primitive coracles and elementary social structure, has nothing to compare with our civilization, with our science, medicine, and law, our armies, our architecture, our commerce, and our transport system, which is rapidly annihilating space and time. Our right to supersede you is the right, is the right of the higher or over the lower. Life... Half a moment, said Ransom in English. That's about as much as I can manage at one go. Then turning to Oyarsa, he began translating as well as he could. The process was difficult and the result, which he felt to be rather unsatisfactory, was something like this. Among us, Oyarsa, there's a kind of Hanau who will take other Hanau's food and, and things when they are not looking. He says he is not an ordinary one of that kind. He says what he does now will make very different things happen to those of our people who are not yet born. He says that among you, now of one kindred, all live together, and the Hrasa have spears like those we used a very long time ago, and your huts are small and round, and your boats are small and light, and like our old ones, and you have one ruler. He says it is different with us. He says we know much. There is a thing happens in our world when the body of a living creature feels pains and becomes weak. And he says we sometimes know how to stop it. He says we have many bent people and we kill them or shut them in huts and that we have people for settling quarrels between the bent now about their huts and mates and things. 
He says we have many ways for the Hanau of one land to kill those of another, and some are trained to do it. He says we build very big and strong huts of stones and other things, like the Fliftrigi. And he says we exchange many things among ourselves and can carry heavy weights very quickly a long way. Because of all this, he says it would not be the act of a bent Hanau if our people killed all your people. <laughs> and like this conversation goes on for like eight uh, pages and it is solid gold like we could read the whole thing and it would yeah. all be great <laughs> it's excellent uh i love that we have big boats and your boats are small and like and like our old ones <laughs> <laughs> and your spears are like our like old, old ones, ones. <laughs> It's your like, spears are like our old ones it's like the the scene in black panther Ugh, guns so primitive. primitive. <laughs> and it would therefore not be the act of a bent hanau if our people killed all your people. <laughs> well, and my favorite part is at the end where it says, like, but don't you know that Malacandra is a very old planet, older than your planet, and going to die sooner? And Weston's like, well, yes, it's just the closest one we could get to. <laughs> and Iris is just like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Lord <laughs> in heaven. Oh, it's me. Me. I am. I am the Lord in heaven. <laughs> Me. I mean, not Melodial the Young, but still pretty great. Right. That's also my favorite, like, Lewisian term for Jesus, is Melodial the Young. I'm like, aw, oh. get it, buddy. <laughs> Ay. I know Yarsa finding out about the crucifixion is just so cute. Oh. You've showed me more mysteries than, or you've you've shown more to me than all the mysteries of heaven. And it's like, mm, something like that. Just perfect. But out of the silent planet is adorable and wonderful and like the best parts of someone discovering a new place yes. and also like a breath of fresh air on a foreign strange planet like that's the feeling of it is like oh this is the air i wish i was breathing yeah there's also very little to say about it beyond what we've said and it's not a long book it's like my edition which has pretty big print is like mm -hmm. 200 pages yeah so it's like almost like the size of a scholastic book yeah it's great read out of the silent planet do it so good with that we're gonna move very tangentially from one linguist who goes to a foreign planet to another scholar who goes into what i would call a foreign mythology mm -hmm. and like a lot of out of the silent planet is ransom discovering that history and mythology might not be separate when it comes to things of the heavens. And our movie is about someone discovering that history and mythology are not quite as separate as yeah. she thinks. That's right, folks. We're talking about the film The Mummy. Mummy. <laughs> hey. You thought it was going to be good. You <laughs> thought it was going to be a serious movie. I would like to read a quote from the Roger Ebert review of The Mummy because yeah. it is a summary of our opinion. Right. There is within me an unslaked hunger for preposterous adventure movies. The Mummy is a movie like that. There is hardly a thing I can say in its favor, except that I was cheered by nearly every minute of it. Yeah. I cannot argue for the script, the direction, the acting, or even The Mummy. But I can say that I was not bored, and sometimes I was unreasonably pleased. Yep. There is a little immaturity stuck away in the crannies of even the most judicious of us, and we should treasure it. <laughs> and we should treasure it, damn so, it. So, with that said, let's start with the plot of The Mummy. Yes. Oopsie Daisy, a librarian, wakes up a mummy. <laughs> oh, whoopsie. Like, she wanted to read a book. No harm ever came of reading a book. A book. Wrong. Mm. You're wrong. 
All right. So first off, the characters in the mummy, the Conahan family, the highest level of chaos energy of any characters ever. Yeah. Like straight up chaos. Yeah. They're the god of chaos. For real. Like, like Edie and Jonathan. Up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love them so much. They're, okay. Rachel Weiss just is so good in this movie. So good. So pretty. Oh so smart. Perfect. Perfect. How Rachel Weiss somehow manages to look like a supermodel and also a nerd. Yeah. And like. How? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel fake. Huh? Like normally it feels like eh, supermodeling glasses yeah. or like nerd in a bathing suit yeah. is like the vibe in so many yeah. things. And then. But no, she just does both. She, she is both. Is both. By the way, why did you kiss me? I don't know. I was about to get hanged. It seemed like a good idea <laughs> at the time. And it's just like. <laughs> Speaking of that line, Brendan Fraser in this movie. Rory and I have a theory. It's. It's that. The best kind of guys are the ones who are soft, but also not weak. And yep. the distinction, if you're wondering, is Rick O'Connell mm-hmm. in this film. <laughs> yes. That is the exact distinction. It's like, he he asks her, what? What did I say? As he's loading a gun. <laughs> and somehow you feel like he's just a, s- a little boy who's confused. He's just confused. He's like, what? What did I say? What did I do? Huh. I sent my shrugs. Yeah, like, <laughs> whoops. You know, just the softest of soft boys. But also, immediately afterward, threatens someone's life and you have no doubt that he could kill him. Yeah. It's excellent. Or, like, my one of my favorite things in the entire movie is when um, Eve... Evie? Evie, yeah. Evie and Rick are getting shot at. And, like... Sh- they're the uh, they're against a wall mm-hmm. and they're getting shot at and you can see the bu- bullet holes progressively getting closer and closer to them and then Evie pulls him away as the last one hits right where his head was and he just turns and looks at her and he's like <laughs> and like, <laughs> and like the look on his face is so good and it's so like I was loading that <laughs> <laughs> I needed a minute. You disrupted me. And then he realizes and he's like, all right. <laughs> my f- I, I don't know if it's my favorite line because really every line in The Mummy is both so bad and so good. Mm-hmm. Like they're all so delightful. Oh, yeah. But um, definitely favorite like <laughs> moment is a, uh, hey, O'Connell, looks like I've got all the horses. Hey, Benny, looks like you're on the wrong side of the river. <laughs> And it's just like, excellent. Can you swim? Yeah, I can swim if the occasion calls for it. (laughs) Oh, trust me. It calls for it. it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's just, it's so good. It's so comforting. Mm -hmm. It's so comforting to see a mummy brought back to life, but to know that Brendan Fraser can take it out. Yeah. Also, their fight, their first fight as an almost couple is so cute and so dumb. (laughs) Like... They're just yelling at each other. He's trying to put her things in a suitcase, and she yeah. just keeps pulling, pulling them back, back out. out. And they just keep doing this. And this it's another example of his soft energy. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, uh. and then she slams it on his hands, and he pulls away. And, like, it does... You don't ever get the, the yeah. sense that he's going to hit her. Like, it's yeah. never, like, it's this very heated scene. And he's yeah. so clearly, not just, like, 
in control of himself, but you get yeah. the feeling that like he's not the type. Yeah. And it's just it's so nice to see a movie where you don't feel like the action hero is the type to do that. Yeah. And I saw like I've seen him compared to like a discount Indiana Jones. I would like to offer a counterpoint. Rick O'Connell is an upgraded pirate type because yeah. he's a good dude who just wants a good time. <laughs> <laughs> who just wants a good time. And adventures are fun, so Yeah. And, and like he's in Egypt. Might as well. Here. And he he just is so accepting of Evie the librarian yeah. wanting to go to Hamanoptra. It's like, well, she saved my neck. I'm a librarian. Oh, that might be the the most important movie for consent. Like she's yeah. super drunk. She leans in to kiss him. He doesn't touch her. Like he doesn't try to kiss her at all until she's like, I am going to kiss, kiss you. you. She passes out before she kisses him. And he just, and he just sighs. S- sighs and like does a little <laughs> smooch in the air like, <laughs> all right, guess I'm not getting a kiss. <laughs> and it's like, good. That's good. the correct Excellent. answer. Great. I uh, got you a gift from our uh, American friends. Thought you might like it. Might need it. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, like, need it. Soft boy. Aww. Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> and also they have so many good like, this is like a, community theater level yeah posing on stage type of scenes and it's like these two are great actors because they made Uh me almost not realize that this is a movie poster pose yeah oh no (laughs) (laughs) yep sorry i just had the exact picture of one of them and it's legitimately like a movie like she has her hand on his chest and one on his shoulder and is like kind of leaning in and he's like got her waist but is also like holding something in the other hand and it's like dude this yeah. isn't natural <laughs> what yeah like how did you guys end up standing like that well this is fun well we it also feels like all of the americans auditioned for rick o'connell like yeah. they, like that community yeah. theater feeling of like well we're gonna cast all the boys as someone Something. yeah <laughs> Who's going to be Rick O'Connell? Obviously, Brendan Fraser. Obviously, he's so good at the role. And what's his name? I think it's John Hanna who plays... I know his last name. I don't know his first name. Who plays Jonathan. Uh Uh-huh. Excellent. Their brother-sister vibe is so strong. Yeah, it's like, no, this is brother-sister. Like, sometimes some brother and sisters are like, "Mm, this is... Yeah. Feels a little, But, like, their brother-sister vibe is... Rock solid. On there it there yeah and also like that they're adults yeah because i feel like a lot of movies with brothers and sisters or like siblings who are adults Uh don't capture that like okay but everyone reverts a little bit yeah (laughs) when they're around their sibling yeah but also they don't revert all All the way way. yeah like there's a little bit of like playful teasing and like but at the sibling level where it's like we've been telling this joke for 20 years yeah we're not making a big deal yeah it's just part of the deal like part of the thing it's just our way of coping. Yeah. And uh, the uh, Magi. Yeah. The super hot Magi. Wow. <sighs> <laughs> also, after he gets resurrected, the kind of super hot mummy. Yeah. Like after, like after he's fully regenerated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like not the holes in the face. I mean, yeah. Although Fight Club-ish, but. Um, I mean, you know. <laughs> if that's what you're into. <laughs> You're into bugs crawling in through mouth holes. And then them eating the bug. Yeah. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, going on the danger train. <laughs> ow, ow. Anoxuna Moon, oh. which is just a good I a just good love name. all the names. Yeah. And I mean, Emotep. Emotep. Moon. The Egyptian names are great. And mm-hmm. we're not talking about The Mummy Returns on this episode. We will eventually. Just yeah. know that it is worth you doing that, that homework yeah. now. It's not my rec, but you should watch it. And we've, to be fair, watched The Mummy together at least five times. Yeah. And separately, a redacted number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> separately redacted <laughs> you know what off the record just like want to make this clear movie's great it's trash it's so good but it's great it's so good you know what it's like it's like a hot fudge sundae is this good for me no am i gonna enjoy it yes is it bad for me also no just enjoy <laughs> it like it's art just let art be art and be entertaining because mm-hmm. that's I'm originally what art was supposed to be for oh my gosh i be entertained yes <laughs> i hate that thing of like oh it's just too crass like it's too pedestrian i'm like oh, okay bitch. my line <laughs> have you read any shakespeare oh my gosh <laughs> everything literally all of it hey bro is that your dead dad walking on the turret <laughs> <laughs> like shakespeare translated uh. <laughs> I'm not gonna kill King Duncan mm. unless, <laughs> unless. <laughs> and then Orsino's in love with Olivia, yeah. who's in love, love with Viola, who's in disguise as Cesario, who's like Shakespeare's also trash. We've talked yeah. about this on this podcast recently, but like my bar for things in the entertainment genre yeah. is that they need to be wait for it. Entertaining. entertaining like if a movie's so good except it. for that it's boring like no i'm not entertained and i'm never gonna watch it again like yeah. if i'm like wow that was beautifully done yeah i'm bored i'm not gonna watch it again there's so <laughs> many movies that i'm like there's nothing quote good about this except for that it's super delightful and yeah. enjoyable and that feels like a very it's important thing. Yes. And what's interesting about like comparing the mummy and out of the silent planet is that out of the silent planet kind of occasionally walks that line of yeah. like not much is going on. Yeah. And like it really relies on the good language. Yeah. To carry a kind of boring plot. Yeah. Which I'm not saying the plot is bad. It's just as far as stories go, there are parts where you're like, okay. Okay. This is good because it's C.S. Lewis writing about it. Right. This is not necessarily like the most interesting right. thing. And I mean, The Mummy is like, yeah, this is really good because it's really fun. Mummy. Yeah. Buckle up, kids. We're going to wake up a mummy. Yeah. And like so many of the lines are just so funny. They're so funny. They're Everybody's so good at like action. Mm-hmm. Like action in their whole body not just their face and like whatever they need to be doing action with like if they're running yeah or if they're like doing something with their hands their whole body feels like they're doing it and not just their hands are doing it separately they feel yeah it feels like stage acting yeah exactly i'm like it's it's so good (laughs) i i love a movie where everyone's acting like stage actors yeah because you can't have just one person doing that yeah but i'd i'd rather a movie where everyone's like fully invested in the yeah. stage acting aspect of it rather than a movie where everyone's acting just to the camera. Yeah. Like, and some actors act to the camera really well, 
but a lot of them don't. Yeah. And I would much rather have a movie where everyone's just like, yeah, we're kind of acting like it's a stage. Like, yeah. we're taking the sound stage very literally. Right. And it also <laughs> feels very, like, old school movie in, like, the sense, like, the Ten Commandments where it's, like, yeah. weird epic scale. The camera's oddly <laughs> far away. <laughs> yeah. Like, also, it, The Mummy has the very best thing I've ever seen in any movie ever. Okay. <laughs> I know exactly what you're going to talk about. Yeah, but it's the most important thing yes, that's ever is. happened in a film. So... They get attacked by night by the guardians of Hamanoptera, who are trying to keep them from awakening the mummy. And Rick O'Connell lights a stick of dynamite because that's how he's going to end this fight. And when the Magi see the dynamite, they're like, we don't want this to get any worse. You guys just need to leave. So the fuse is still, t- is still burning down. The Magi ride off and are, are not continuing the attack. And instead of stomping on the ground or throwing it over the wall or some other nonsense rick just takes out (laughs) the fuse (laughs) and that is Uh, the most important scene in cinematic history because it is the only time i can think of that anyone's just like oh yeah just just take that out which is also by the way fun fact dynamite if you throw it in a fire doesn't do anything you have to have the fuse Fuse. yeah so it's like fixed (laughs) Fix it. There we go. Oh, better. <laughs> so yeah, the mummy's a the mummy's a, a formative movie for me. <laughs> you want to know why? I wasn't expecting that specific phrase, but yeah. yeah. Okay. Because anytime in a story, I realize that all the character needs to do is remove the fuse. <laughs> I have them remove the fuse. Yeah. Like if there's a situation where it's like, okay, but the human thing to do. Yeah. Okay, but like if you're a human. And so, and the if mummy, you're a human, human, it, or if you're <laughs> now, then you would remove the fuse uh, now, <laughs> uh, now. Like, and there's so many things in the mummy where like people get real big chaos energy. Yeah, that you really do balance out the story by having a guy who just takes out the fuse. Yeah, like there's so many big like, what the heck? Like, yeah, you're. How did you do that? And still are alive. But you can balance out those moments uh-huh. with those little moments of like, oh, yeah. Taking out the fuse. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And Picking up the cat. Yeah. <laughs> Look what I got. <laughs> Holding someone's head up to the fan. Boop. It won't kill them, but yeah. they're not going to like that. Yeah, no. S- fun fact for all you listeners. I, don't, I probably told you this, yes, but you for have. all the listeners. <laughs> I uh, stuck my head in a ceiling fan once to see if it was true that it really would slice off the top of your head. It will not. You guys can't hear how loud Rory's sigh was, but it was... She, She's playing the cajon with her shoe. I feel actively judged. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very actively laps of judgment just and not l-a-p-s-e l-a-p-s just judgment Mm, yep oh your soul has left your body and is just running around me in judgment yes excellent well on that note you want (coughs) to talk about some music yes all right what what music are we doing this 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 fine fine episode we're a doing icarus the owl what album by this fine, fine band. The album by this fine, fine band. Pilot Waves. I love it so much. It's very good. 
I saw them live, and when I saw them, I didn't know who they were mm-hmm. because they were opening for one of my favorite bands. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, what is your music like? You know, mm-hmm. conversational. And they're like, imagine a pop punk band played progressive rock guitar. And I was like, excellent. And they're like, yes, yeah, so got we've got it. like three chord harmonies and a lot of tapping. And I'm like, well, I am already sold. <laughs> okay, so like me? <laughs> so like, give me that good, good. <laughs> yeah. Like the vocal just, lines, yeah. so easy. Yeah. Except for the harmonies. And then you try to listen to just the guitar part and you're like, what are you doing? How do? <laughs> what are you doing there? I just, I love whenever bands or music are like a mixture of two like very different things styles or Uh things and like they work really well together oh it's so good and i love it when a band is like oh yeah we're well aware that most of our audience cannot hear how complicated this is yeah like oh no we're doing this because we want to yeah i'm like good get it that's the right answer i just i don't love the idea of making art for other people 100 percent. like make it approachable make it entertaining but like Icarus the Owl starts with this is really good, fun music, like fun rock music. And then you start listening to it and you're like, oh my gosh, there is so much to hear. Yeah. Which is an interesting way of putting it, but I don't know how else to say it. It's like, there's a lot to listen to. There's a lot of different parts to listen to. And all the songs are really intricate. Yeah. Um, And they play really well together. is a really good word to describe them. Yeah. It's very like, it's very Mozart-like where it's like, Oh, that's a lot of notes, <laughs> but like not in a stupid way. Yeah, but in a like, it's nice. <laughs> well, this is well, nice. Nice. That's nice. And uh, yeah. their songs are really easy to sing along with. Uh huh. Very hard you can to get into it real easy. Get into it real easy. Very easy to sing along with. Easy to pick out the harmonies and jam. You know, it's really hard hmm. trying to foot pedal along with the drums. Makes sense like time signature i think you meant time signatures because we're going (laughs) to change it five times in this song i think you meant time signature as in this is a signature (laughs) 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 as in i don't understand (laughs) i bunged my head (laughs) 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 it's so good and they have such a good music video too for uh Mm. I am the DeLorean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all it's all so interesting. And I love a band that plays their guitars distorted and still plays lots of notes. Mm-hmm. It's the little things. It's the little things that count. Sweat the small stuff. Also, you know how sometimes like when people clap for you, you'll get kind of verklempt? I mean, you specifically and not, not the cosmic you, but like yes. you specifically. <laughs> yeah. They did that live and they were like, okay, we're just going to play the next song. <laughs> And the Aww. next song was like Pilot Waves, like the one that opens yeah. really intense, like a shitter and a shitter and a shitter and a shitter and. And I'm like, okay, we're just gonna play the next one. Okay, <laughs> we're just gonna go and play the next one. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was so cute and good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, the band that was right before them was like trying to act all cool, f- too cool for school. Yeah. And then Icarus Yell is like, okay, so we're having a lot of fun. Can't wait to go to. Oh wow! Um, I play the guitar. Let's play the next song. 
very cute nerdy. I play the guitar. Um, next. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else want to? And then classic crime is just like, everybody hold hands. You think it's too cheesy? This is a 10-year anniversary tour. What are you guys doing? Hold hands. Hold hands. So good. So yeah, Pilot Waves by Chris the Owl. It goes sing. Sing. Yeah, very fun, very easy, very easy to to drown out, but if you invest your listening energy, there's it's, a lot there. Yeah, it's worth it. Maybe that's the the overall theme of this episode. Very much like our first episode. Yeah. Invest the energy. There's something there. Yeah, but if you but if you like drown it out, then it's excellent to just like have there. It's very like zone out, like in yeah. the in the middle of like the biggest. Sorry, Siri. In the <laughs> biggest like philosophical scene in Out of the Silent Planet, like the bad guy's trying to talk to who, wherever the voice is coming from, and he thinks it's like this old Ross. Yeah. Like he thinks that the Ross is a witch doctor. Yeah. But it's just like an old dude. Yeah. <laughs> He's fallen asleep. Like it's the most epic uh. oopsie. I'm gonna see if I can find it. Kind of, kind of, you know, going back a little bit, yeah, but it's fine. It's the connector. Doubtless, it intended no disrespect to Ayarsa, but it must be confessed that it had yielded at a much earlier stage in the proceedings to an infirmity which attacks elderly now of all species, and was by this time enjoying a profound and refreshing slumber. Oh, like hilarious! Excellent. And then the mummy. Do you want us to actually explain, or would you like to just shoot us? <laughs> oh. and Icarus the Owl okay yeah we're gonna play your next song I should've ran <laughs> I should've ran it's so good yeah alright what's your wreck of the week my wreck of the week is coffee it's yummy it's good and it provides some energy some of the time it's mm. not always guaranteed as we can tell from this episode but you know what <laughs> we haven't had one of these in a while as in two weeks? No, one of these episodes where we're like, Gabishma? Oh. <laughs> like a dumpster fire. <laughs> and I, I'm not, like, I'm not mad. I'm just like, oh, this is so fun. It feels like uh, the That Thing You Do episode. <laughs> I'll figure it out. <laughs> I'll figure it out. I have a recommendation that is not coffee. Although, Although I cannot recommend coffee highly, highly recommend enough. It. Um. My recommendation is the comic Strange Planet, which is very good. It's like it's written by a man named Nathan Pyle, and it is just things that are very normal rephrased in like this distancing way that makes you wonder why we do what we do as humans. And so the characters are all little aliens who do exactly what we do, but the phrasing is weird. Like, yeah. We have guests coming to our abode. We must hide all of the things. They cannot know that people live here. <laughs> wow, your abode is so clear of things. Yes, we have things, but we have hidden them. <laughs> or my favorite. This is someone playing the violin. I have created a correct vibration. Good. Repeat. Tiresome repetition produces excellence. Will the pain in my digits subside? Yes. When they harden, you will lose sensation. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Which feels very appropriate for uh, the music store where we record this. Yes. Tiresome repetition produces excellence. excellence. F- picks up a cat. It's vibrating. 
<laughs> it's quite good. So my recommendation is the comic Strange Planet. Rory, we don't have a cat on this podcast. You're going to make people think we recorded a house. Oh no, I have no power over ending this sound. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not that funny. It's just her face just widened and then sunk back down within seconds. Just Because I realized I can't stop it. I can edit it down. <laughs> But I'm not going to. So, um, whenever you're ready, buddy. No, I need to stop saying that word. Whenever you're ready, Rory. Okay. You're by far my least now. favorite grandchild. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Roll credits! <laughs> <laughs> we've made this episode <laughs> just watch the lord of the rings exclusively looking at orlando bloom and you'll have a sense of what this <laughs> recording was like oh music i'm gonna need you to restart roll credits our theme song is downtown love by reese from his ep it's okay to be sad this podcast is produced and edited by heidi both heidi and i do pre-production by reading and watching and listening to all of the things if you're enjoying the show, leave us a review on iTunes or get in touch with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at spoilers underscore ahead underscore and we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, so like, just CS Lewis is the best. Yeah, bye. Bye. <laughs>